everybody. Welcome to Back to Current Cinema, episode four. I can't believe we're still at it, man. Oh my gosh. I haven't said a cancelable offense yet. Don't worry, there's still time. Uh, oh, yeah, my name is Jeff. I'm joined by Kyle, like, like pretty much every week so far. Um, and we are going to, hey, man, we're going to talk about some, you know what we're going to do? Tell we're going to talk, talk about some movies. That's what we're going to do. Gosh. That's, that's what this whole thing is for. What a twist. I know. I, I know that people are tuning in expecting our hot takes on the latest tennis match. I don't know. I don't know what's going They're on. They're going to be mad about that next week. This yeah. is ahead of its time. This joke's ahead of its time. So, <laughs> it's very ahead of its time. Watch some latest tennis scandal break out right when we hang up. I'm um, gonna. I'll, it'd be the best uh, feeling in the world to me. Yeah. <laughs> we broke it here first, friends. That sport that you and I care deeply, deeply about. I definitely know all the rules. Don't quiz me. Yeah, that's you hit the ball and then you, the other person hits it back and you get a par, right? You gotta you stay in. The, you gotta yeah. stay in the field goal range. I know Deuce has something to do with it for sure. Yeah, so I think you have to take a shit each time you get. <laughs> all right. First each time, time you hit it over, <laughs> you drop a deuce when you hit it over and they can't respond in the first time. Okay, of course. I, yeah. uh, obviously, that's tradition. I, don't quote me on that, though. What they it's, do in Quim, Quimbleton or whatever it's called. <laughs> Is that the sport for, from Harry Potter? Quimbleton? <laughs> I thought that, that was the place that they played tennis. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, Wimbledon? Wim- Wimbledon, whatever. Wimbledon. Wimble, Wimbledon. I remember Come here, old, folks, for all your tennis news. I remember, I did not expect us to make so many tennis jokes, but uh, I remember a uh, Conan O'Brien episode uh, long ago from, like, late night days, you know, like, so from yeah. the 2000s, maybe late 90s, where he had, the whole bit was, I think it was John Glazer, kept saying Wimbledon wrong, and he kept saying Wimbledon, and, <laughs> and every time Conan corrected him, he just couldn't, he just couldn't help it. He would just, every single time... He just wimbly done. It got to a point where he just kept saying it slowly and more tragically and sadly. It's like, wim, 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 it's so stupid. Um, that's why, speaking of dumb comedy, we're definitely yeah. going through our pick, our pick five topic for this week. Pick, pick five is... Uh, so how we how we define stupid or dumb comedies, we'll we'll explain that as we go through our lists and stuff because it's going to be different for both of us. Probably not though, because you and I have the same yeah yeah, yeah. really stupid dumb idiotic humor. Uh, right. We like pee pee poop. We were just making jokes about poop potatoes. Yeah. About about uh, I think Matt Damon on, on in The Martian makes potatoes out of poop on Mars, and we were complaining about our internet being stupid, and we were like, how they in the connect, world? I promise. Are we ever going to be able to make poop potatoes on Mars if we can't stabilize our internet freaking connection? It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Right. Um, anyway, so starting things off, though, this is just going to be basic ass episode, meaning I'm not going to be like, hey, I saw Sundance movies. There's none of that to start out. We're going to go. Instead, we did tennis talk. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> we'll make right that now. a regular segment. <laughs> God, I hope not. That was it. That was all my material <laughs> yeah, I had it. on that. <laughs> um we're gonna just gonna go right into what did you watch? Uh, we're gonna start with n- new. Again, I use quotations for new. They they these movies yeah. came out in the last couple months, um, and I'll just go ahead and start this time. I saw the movie. I'm not gonna have a lot to say. I saw this movie, Living. It's the screenshot behind me. You got the girl from Sex Education, uh, Amy Lou Wood, I think, and then you got Bill Nighy. He's the star of the movie. Um, my understanding is this is like a, a. It is a very British movie, but it is a. Uh, an adaptation or a remake of an Akira Kurosawa movie called Ikiru, which I'd never oh. seen. 
I think yeah, it's a knew. trauma of some kind. Um, but it's about Bill Nye plays this character. Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember any of the characters' names, honestly. They're all British names. Hello, chap, chum, chili, chili, chum, chum, chum. It takes place in like the 20s. Maybe I have that wrong. 50s. I think 50s is better, is more like it. Um, but Bill Nye plays this guy that's like in the 50s in British. And at least the takeaway that I got from this movie in the 50s in London, in the British whatever culture, uh, people were just kind of keeping to themselves and kind of just not really making like the crass jokes that we see now and stuff like that. Um, there were certainly no Boris Johnsons running around as prime sure. minister. Um, but uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there were some circus elements like there are across all countries. Uh, mm-hmm. But but there, everybody was kind of, at least this is how the movie portrays it. Everybody was kind of reserved back then. Um, so you just kind of, you know, kept your nose down and did your work. And everybody's addressed by Mr. or Mrs. or Miss or whatever. Everybody's very proper. Um, and so, so Bill Nye's character starts out as like this intimidating character. And then he gets a prognosis that uh, he has like six months to live, at best eight months. Um, so it's that type of story. Like it's not like you haven't seen it before. Mm. Um, you've seen this. Oh, I don't have that much longer to live. I'm going to live it up now. But th- I, I think the dilemma with this one was how do you live it up, quote unquote, in the 50s when you're supposed to be keeping to yourself and kind of you know not really bothering people and stuff like that. So he didn't. It's it's his struggle to do that because he spent his whole life not really living at all, you know, just kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. work. Um, so I think at least that element of it, they tackle really well. And like the cinematography is really cool. I think it's got that aspect ratio. That's more kind of like a box, but it's a little bigger than that. Like mm-hmm. the whale is straight up like a square. And this one is a little bigger than a square, but it's still got those sides or whatever. Beautiful shots. Great score. Bill Nighy got nominated for an Oscar for this. That's why I watched the movie. Okay. Okay. Because um, I watched all I watched all the Oscar nominations, um, regardless of category. I watch every single one of them. Uh, even best makeup. It's like, what are you doing, man? No, what that movie was not nominated in any other. That's category. the only reason he saw Suicide Squad. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. That's actually. <laughs> that's it. I definitely didn't see it in the theater twice. What's wrong? I don't with know. You? I don't know how that happened, dude. We I can really break that down later. We'll have to circle back to that. Later. This movie is it is quite excellent. It's just it's so understated that I can see people just going, yeah, it's fine. You know, like I can see people just going, it's an Oscar movie, whatever. You know, it's good. But I mean, at least my takeaway and how I feel about mortality and stuff like that, um, which we'll talk about in another movie that I saw. um, I I thought it tackled that stuff pretty well, especially when it's like, I don't know how to live it up. You know, like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amy Lou Wood uh, from Sex Education. I'm glad she got like she's basically the second lead here. I'm glad she got like a pretty pronounced role in a movie because I always thought she was great in Sex Education. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in. Same since, yeah. since then or before then. Like so, I'm glad she got a really good role, a meaty role in this in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't. I can't say I recognize anybody else. Um, there were some really really great like poignant moments at the end too about what it leaves to leave a legacy, like what it means to, even if it's temporary and you're not going to be here for that long and the things that you make aren't going to be here for that long. Um, I, I don't know. It's just about legacy. And that, that's something I wrestle with a lot too. So like, I don't know, this movie kind of hit me at the right time, I guess. Sure. 
Um, so I think I regard it uh, a little bit better than a lot of critics do. Like they were just like, sure, yes. yeah, you have a personal <laughs> resonance with it. You yeah. Know, so. yeah. Whereas maybe some people did just show up to watch it because it's an Oscar movie and they could yeah, never exactly. get beyond that, you know? Or they're just old people that like old British movies starring Bill Nighy. Like, I mean. Yeah, yeah. They exist. Know. That yeah. happens out there. <laughs> I, I promise you. I went and saw this at the Angelica, which is like an indie kind of theater uh, that's in my area, in the Dallas area. And it was a matinee showing, and and other than me, everybody else was like an old couple, you know. Nice. So like, and it was pretty full. Like people show up for these type of movies, uh, um, at theaters like that. So like, I was like, boy, I'm I'm in the wrong crowd for this one. But I think I was the one acting the most emotional at the movie, uh, mm -hmm. compared to everybody else in the theater. Um, anyway, it was good, you know, it was good for people that like these type of movies. You'll like this movie. Yeah. Anyway, what's the what's the quote? That's awesome. Yeah. What's a quote-unquote um, movie that you saw? Uh, I'm going to go the complete opposite direction. Yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and my movie was uh, Violent Nights, which is just yeah. the funnest. Um, I, uh, it's, yeah, it's out of Christmas season. I'm sorry. I got to it late. Um, but it is just a fun movie. It's on Paramount Plus or Peacock. I forget. It's on one of those that you can just watch right yeah, now. I, I, uh, think you're, I think it's on Peacock. I think it's a um, universal movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a good time, man. Like, everyone showed up and knew the assignment. Everyone knew what kind of movie they were yeah. making. And, like, everyone was appropriately hammy. Um, and I just love it. From the from the sister from Righteous Gemstones to... Oh, my gosh. Uh, she was so funny. Like, I laughed the hardest at her, like, throwaway lines that I feel like she improvised. Like, yeah. I, it's pretty oh, cool I, I don't she think improvised anyone, so I don't lines. think anyone gave her a script for this movie. Yeah. I, like, just do a thing that you do, you know? <laughs> Uh, which I love it. I love that thing. I love her every time she's in anything. Um, and I, I also like the mom from the vacation movies. Like, we're, yeah. I haven't seen her in since, like, I guess she was uh, White Castle or something, or the second movie of uh, Harold and Kumar. I think for me, it was like Entourage. She was Ari's, like, foil in a way. In Entourage. Oh, yeah. I don't remember uh, that. Okay. I, she I, was, I, uh, that show. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if she was an agent or a head of a studio. There's no way I'm going to rewatch that show and enjoy it. So yeah, I'm just going to have to. Yeah, use my vague memory. You have to just leave that one in the past, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's um, the last time I saw her. So I yeah, do like yeah, her a lot, though. Awesome. She's always been funny. I loved her in those, you know, vacation movies. Love her and like really liked her in this too. She was a very sassy old lady. Um, and just David Harbour, just with the Santa puns, is yeah. just adding it all. And if anyone doesn't know what this movie is, it's this. It's Santa John Wick. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, they do a really, they didn't have to, but they gave a whole backstory, which I won't go into here, for why Santa is the way that he is. It's and, very uh, surprising. It's, it's yeah. surprising. <laughs> it's ludicrous, to be, yeah, to be frank, so you know, uh, and not in the way that you probably think it's going to be. So, um, and John Leguizamo is just a great bad guy. Oh, he's yeah. such a good Scrooge in this movie, and I, I just absolutely love it. And uh, just the who's who, like everyone, like on the Merc Squad. Like I was like, I could place them from somewhere at some point. I was like, oh yeah, I, I recognize like you, like the bearded elf guy who was like really mouthy. Like I remember seeing him in things, and I just I, everyone was familiar in some way. Um, but man, what a fun movie! I really enjoyed it. Really good action. Oh, uh yeah it's just got it's just got great action i love this like era of like old dudes like killing people like uh cinema <laughs> yeah. that we're in the middle of right now with like nobody and this and all this stuff like it just i, I like i like this uh this air john wick and, you know and Lee, i mean it's basically liam neeson started that genre yeah uh, thanks taken for yeah. us in the late Appreciate 2000s that. and then now he's like now that's like the descriptor that we use for like the bob odenkirk movie or like the yeah. uh or, or David Harbour doing it is like, oh, they're doing the Liam Neeson thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and worked, Liam, meanwhile, Liam Neeson is still doing that. Like, it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Clint Eastwood <laughs> was doing that 
a long yeah. time ago. You know what I mean? True. He was an old man, yeah. like you know, just being a man and doing man. Like it's still, it's just an evolution of like the male fantasy of uh, yeah. of just being a badass, a power fantasy, if you will. You know, and like you're not gonna get much more out of this movie other than some like really corny laughs, some great action, some mega gore, and yeah. uh, it's just a good time, man. Like there's not much to say yeah. about it, you know, <laughs> other than there, just it's it, not. It's like uh, I'm not saying. I mean, there is a Christmas heart to it. Like they do it's find a, a way yeah. to make it cliche and circle it back to the theme of Christmas and stuff yeah, and, yeah. and this Christmas spirit and whatnot. So like in the yeah. same vein that elf does it where it's like, I'm not really feeling the emotional resonance because it's just such a silly movie. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, I'm just there for the ride and boy, is that movie a ride? I had so it's much such I was giddy from the opening scene where he throws up on that bartender. I was like, so yeah good. she's it like so, so excited she sees santa and yeah. like gets puked <laughs> all over it's so great i like the reoccurring joke of just like it's christmas magic yeah i don't get it either you know like it's just santa <laughs> saying that you know like just, yeah. just fantastical weird stuff is happening it's just like yeah. yeah christmas magic you know like it's just wasn't like there a part where like the mercenaries were like one of them kept taking crap out of his bag and they're like yeah how, the hell? how does this work he goes you know, this is magic <laughs> I, I don't get it either and he says that every time he's like i don't get and i still don't get it you know yeah <laughs> he's been doing it for like centuries and he's like, yeah oh, yeah oh. He, just, and he doesn't question it it just is you know um i can't wait lo- for a second it. one and i hope uh i hope they int- put mrs claus in there and make her do some badass stuff too in the second oh, one I, that's amazing so that that writes itself absolutely yeah you absolutely. Have mrs claus in there i want to see yeah. a, a you know, some elves getting the action. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and if they want to do, like, another Die Hard or, or Home Alone scenario where it's, like, people are trapped somewhere and he is too. And so yeah. he, has, he has to I was thinking a North Pole, like, uh, I was thinking, like, a North Pole siege. Like, where yeah. someone was mad that, like, someone Dude. killed all these people. So, like, yeah. in retribution, they come to bring the war to Santa's That could be doorstep. fun. There's yeah, a ridiculous. near the end of the film that is so comically violent i laughed so hard when it happened it's out of control if we're talking it's about so yes. you know, a chimney yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah it's totally it's totally amazing yeah so absurd who thinks yeah. that out and goes like i know how to make this look good like, i wonder I if the, that came first and the movie was like reverse engineered around it could have been. <laughs> been imagine what it would be like if santa, if did santa this. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i could totally see that and I love the Home Alone, like, what if Home Alone was R-rated segment, which there is a sequence where it's, like, yeah. somebody's springing traps. And, and the girl, the little girl in the movie references Home Alone quite a bit. So, it's I mean, brought it's, up a lot, yeah. Yeah. The movie's very aware of its influences. So uh, the girl is, like, setting up traps in the basement because there's a couple of mercenaries on her tail. And um, instead of doing it the Home Alone way, where it's, like, a cartoon and nothing is really hurting the bad guys, they just go, oh, ow! even though in reality it would kill them. The movie Violent Night is like, no, how about we like kill them for real? Like, and, yeah, yeah. And, and we and see they, how these it's traps- It's pretty easy really to hurt. kill them with these household objects, yeah, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it, was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, oh. You know, I, I, it was a hard, hard recommend, easy watch, even out of season, or save it for next season, I don't care. You know, just, there was uh, one it's, person that I know one. personally, I barely personally, and just online, we know each other in passing. Uh, we just have a lot of mutual friends and stuff. Uh, but he was like the only person on the planet, pretty much to me, that was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I didn't have fun. I well, thought dude, it was, what's there I to get? It I don't, and, you, <laughs> yeah, it's and, not a... and he thought it was dumb in like a bad way, but I'm like, I think you just missed that it was purposefully trying to be dumb and you didn't align with the tone. Yeah. It's, it could have been that. 
Yeah, and yeah, puns turn some people off, I guess. And the whole movie is 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 puns. It's puns the movie. It's Christmas puns the movie. Um, yeah, it is. It's and it's great. It's very funny. Yeah. I wonder if they blew their load. All the jokes are. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. when I was thinking about doing a second one, I'm like, how many more Christmas jokes can you pull out <laughs> I of? Know. I know. Christmas, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, they'll figure it out, but <laughs> they'll find a way to make somebody call women hoes or something i'm sure because they didn't yeah. do that in the first movie surprisingly they didn't um, you're right. probably because it's we're kind of over that expression uh as a society it's not who who still says that just yeah. besides besides working pimps who says that right, uh, right anyway um let's just do it round robin what's an old movie that you watched um, my old movie in uh, celebration. Snake. I guess it's Snake Draft. Sorry. Uh, yes, okay. but yeah. What's your, what's your... Uh, in celebration of our topic? I watched uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. 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 Just a d dumb. One of my more favorite Will Ferrell movies. Uh, yeah. But just big dumb fun. Um, stupid. All the shake and bake stuff. All yeah. anytime his dad's on screen. Uh, all that good stuff. I just I think it's it's super hilarious. And all these years later, I still find it like stupid funny. So uh, easy watch. You know, I, everyone's seen this movie. It's like twenty years old, and everyone in the world's seen it. We don't have to dwell on it. But like that's that's what I ended up watching today. Because I was like, I had stupid comedies on the brain. So yeah, exactly. I yeah, did too. I, like, I got to get that out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched one of my choices. That's going to come up later uh, because I when I wrote it down as one of my picks, I was like. Wait a minute, I hadn't seen that in like a few years, like maybe 10 years or so, so I had to watch it. Um, uh, it didn't, I, it didn't and age well I left well this off me, my list because, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it was, it was, I thought about it, there's too many movies I thought about, so it didn't make right. the list, so I, it at least was one I was watching, and I don't have to be redundant about talking about a movie again later, right. like, we were talking Talladega Nights again, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a really funny movie, dude. And, Fun time. Uh, yeah. and, and Sasha Baron Cohen is just on another level in it. Like, I just... I remember that being, for me at least, the first time outside of Borat that I saw. Because I didn't see Talladega Nights when it came out. I saw it oh, okay. uh, probably after Borat sometime. So like when I went back and and watched Talladega Nights, I was like, oh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's an actor? Like it just didn't connect. I yeah. thought he was just a guy that did spoof stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like Or whatever you call it, uh, prank stuff, like <laughs> jackass kind of in a, in a, in a way. Um, and he was very funny in this and game for anything, clearly. Yeah, uh, for and sure. I just love that whole like he's like threatening to break Ricky's arm, and the whole time they're talking about crepes. Yeah, and, like, just say you like really small pancakes, and he's yeah, like, no, because you'll know that? I'm talking about crepes. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how this goes down, can we just like go get some after this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had some crepe. I had a whole mess of crepes this morning, and they're pretty good. <laughs> I love when he, Ricky Bobby has that coma thing, and then Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. That's is so my good in that part. scene. That's my favorite part but, of the whole movie. And then, like, yeah, I love that sequence and stuff. Uh, the, uh, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. then when he gets stabbed in the leg. It's the, the knife fork. scene that, 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 oh, that is. Oh, the knife, yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, but then right after that, when he goes back to his house, and suddenly uh, Cal is with his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gone three hours. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Cal calls him later, asking instructions for how to use the TV, and he's like, yeah, "Wait, I just remember that I hate you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're wrecking my life. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, uh, my, my whole, I, I come from a family of hicks, you know. I come from a family of hicks that watch NASCAR, so like, it's like there's extra funny stuff to me, you know. All the dear sweet baby Jesus, you know, bless Mountain Dew, all that like just super over the top redneck yeah. stuff. It's and I super... love the uh, the absentee father be trying so hard to be a bad dad, like he is. Yeah. 
going yeah. above and beyond to be an awful parent. It is so right. funny. Uh, like the selling his tickets and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. He so finally shows up at the end and yeah, pops uh, the tickets. Yeah, <laughs> he just so he good. has he can't help but ruin it. And he, and yeah. that's that's evident in that was it Bennigan's or Applebee's? Scene? Applebee's, yeah. Applebee's, yeah. Bennigan's. R.I.P. Bennigan's. I'm saying they're that. like, well, we got to go out someplace real nice. I'm talking something <laughs> real special. And it's real like, special. Cut to it's Applebee's. Applebee's. And he notices that it's a pleasant moment, so he has to sabotage it. I, yeah. I love that part of the character because it's just so forced in a, in a way that it's funny. It's so yeah. forced. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great movie. Um, the one that I watched is from, man, this movie's hella old. It's from the year 2021. Uh, it's so old, oh, dude. Geez. Man, it's like when we were kids when this came out. So uh, this is actually my favorite movie of that year. And I don't remember if I talked about, I know we talked about Violent Night on the current gen podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about this on the current gen podcast. It's uh tick, tick, boom. That was uh, definitely my number one movie of that year. Okay. Nice. Um, it is a musical. So that's easy to kind of turn people off to watching it, I guess, depending mm-hmm. on who you are. Uh, for me, I'm more picky about musicals. Like if the music's good and it flows well in the story, then I'm on board. But uh, so, and, and to me, this one did in particular, uh, but yeah, this is a Andrew Garfield stars in this Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda directs it. Um, and it's a and it's a based on a musical written well it is an adaptation of a musical written by the guy who wrote Rent, uh, which Rent by the way that's an example of a musical that makes me go uh no I don't like musicals okay. All right. you know I like uh, the bigger parameter yeah <laughs> whereas this one is a is a more personal story for that writer uh, and the songs are just more interesting and more catchy um, so on that level I was able to appreciate it more especially because it's a more personal story for the guy that wrote it because he. Yeah. Um, the whole reason that this movie resonated for me was I was feeling things that I didn't at the time that I saw it. And I still feel this. I still wrestle with it. I was feeling things at the time the movie came out uh, about my life that I didn't know how to put into words like at all. And then the movie just showed it to me. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. it just showed it all of it to me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like. And so I was a wreck the first time I saw it. I had to watch it like half the movie through tears because I couldn't sure, I, sure. I was like coming to terms with so many different types of emotions and I'm sorry if that's not alpha or whatever but uh, <laughs> it's not but it's okay it's okay <laughs> no, that's uh, but it's the story is uh, Andrew Garfield plays this guy Jonathan I can't remember his last name but he did he wrote Rent that's all you need to know yeah. um, but this is about his life before that so he is he's a struggling uh, Broadway musical writer uh, in that he can't get funding or anything to save his life like he can't get he's getting turned down by everything but he is uh he's pretty much blinded by his ambition like he is so ambitious that it makes him unlikable to his friends at certain points in the movie um and his girlfriend um and uh the he's also obsessed with uh, the idea of legacy which i touched on already with like living um where he is he's com- constantly comparing himself to people that have already done it and been successful like steven sondheim uh, came out with West Side Story in his 20s, you know? So yeah. he's looking at that as a barometer for, like, his own success. And so that's what th- causes him to, you know, kind of go in a spiral on, uh, oh, I'm not doing enough and stuff like that. So these are all things that I I still feel and struggle with sometimes. But mm. I was feeling it hard, uh, especially because this movie's about this guy turning 30 and looking back at his life and going, what did I do? Like, mm. what did I do? I did, I you know, I moved to New York and just, stayed in debt and worked at a diner that's all i did that's all i have to show for um so a lot of that just really really struck me as somebody who is a musician so i mean there is that element that i relate to as well um but andrew garfield puts in like a performance of a lifetime and i don't say that 
lightly because he is a great actor. Like he has had role after role of great freaking performances. And this is definitely his best. Um, and oh, he, wow. Yeah. High yeah and he went into it not having been a singer at all. Uh, but apparently he worked with Lin-Manuel so much um, that when he did finally get the singing right, it was like this huge celebration for them. Like mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel was just over the moon and stuff like that. And uh, his voice sounds so good in the movie uh, for the for the type of music it is. If he was trying to do a musical career, it would never pan out. But for the type mm. of music it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pitch perfect. Like there's a scene in the movie. Um, I'll just talk about my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, there's a scene in the movie where he and his girlfriend finally have their fight because she's uh, got this typical girlfriend thing that you've seen in a lot of stories where she gets a scholarship to some dance studio somewhere. But that means she has to move. And they've been avoiding this conversation the whole time uh, because Andrew Garfield's character is just swamped. And he's just like trying to he's just dedicated to writing a final song in his quote unquote magnum opus, which doesn't end up taking off. Um but they're arguing, and as they're arguing, it cuts to a performance of the musical Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, like I said, this is this is an adaptation of it, but it's spliced in between actual movie scenes and stuff like that. Um, it cuts to a performance of of Andrew Garfield and Vanessa Hudgens, who plays like one of his, what do you call it, chorus? One of the members of the chorus mm-hmm. in the musical. Uh, they're singing a song together where it's like they're uh, arguing, uh, and it's like this really old school, like, country bluegrass song and it's really playful and really funny so it'll like cut to them having like a really fun verse where the lyrics are something like i feel bad about you feeling bad about me feeling bad about you like it's just it's a silly ass song Mm -hmm. so it cuts to like a really serious argument where they're like breaking up and it cuts back to the song and then it cuts back to them arguing and it's like it's such a great scene i could just send that to you by itself and that i feel like that could sell the movie Um, oh yeah yeah, it's on Netflix, by the way. This is this is this has been a Netflix movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was a net. Yeah. It was a Netflix movie. Yeah, if I remember. Yeah, this was my most anticip- like one of my most anticipated for that year, just because I knew Lin Manuel Miranda was directing it, and I knew Andrew Garfield was in it. So I was like, cool. that was enough. Yeah, I'm hyped. And then I yeah, saw yeah. the movie, and I was like, crap, I'm wrecked. Uh, so it's <laughs> I think that year was able to top it. I mean, things came close, but uh, uh, like I think Sound of Metal was that year. No, that that, that might have been the year before. But anyway, that that was a really great movie. Highly recommend it to... I mean, yes, if you're a musical fan, you're going to love the movie automatically. Uh, that's just my opinion, because it is about making a musical. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think musical nerds love that aspect. But if you're more picky like me, you're, def- you're definitely going to love it. Like, I mean, I made you watch La La Land pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't stop talking about it. Uh, and I know you're like me. You're kind of picky about musicals and stuff. So I yeah. feel like this... I feel like this would resonate with you for sure. Okay, cool. Especially yeah. seeing the performances. I like Andrew some, Garfield. Yeah, he's fucking yeah, so like amazing, yeah. dude. Uh, when he didn't get nominated for Best Actor, it was like, well, is he my favorite Spider Man? Nah, you know, but yeah, I, know, I like exactly. the guy. I like the guy. <laughs> yeah. I like what he brought to yeah. No Way Home. I mean, spoilers on that he, cameo, I guess. Oh, yeah. O- oops. Yeah. Oops. Uh, no, that he's great in that. Yeah. yeah. He's actually my favorite of the three there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same here. I was like, yeah. man, he brought so much to the table on that one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, An Amazing Spider-Man was fine. Like, I thought he was the high point of that movie for sure, but the story was yeah. very redundant. And then in the second one, it was just kind of like, I didn't care about anything that was going on in that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not nearly as bad as people say it is, but it is not good. Um, so No Way Home felt like a little bit of redemption. I mean, so did, you could say the same for Toby. Yeah. Uh, because Spider-Man 3 was just so freaking atrocious. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, but so both of them were able to bring something out 
fresh to their versions of Peter Parker that like, oh, this yeah. is redemption, man. These guys are these guys are really special. And apparently Garfield improvised a lot of those lines where he's that just doesn't like, surprise me. Yeah, that hey, doesn't surprise me. I just I love you guys. You know, like yeah, that sure, type of stuff. Sure. He, he yeah. made it up and they just filmed it and put it in the movie. Uh, anyway, he's just, yeah, he's one of the best actors of our time, really, of our generation. Um, and, uh, yeah, those, that does it for what did we watch. And now we get to go dive into some really, really stupid stuff. We're going to talk about pick, pick five. Pick five. Pick. <laughs> just get hired. The music goes off. Yeah. Pick five. Uh, <laughs> pick five. Uh, whatever. There it is. Wow. So, what a jingle. Yeah. Dumb comedies. I mean, for me, it's just like they're it's just comedies that have jokes in them that you go, What? Yeah. That's stupid. What? No, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like yeah. that's that's the type of comedy that I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm not thinking of like um think more airplane and less I'm trying to think of like distinguished comedies, you know, like, oh, that's an elevated comedy. Like Yeah, like uh, I was look okay, so I was looking I do a little research, I will read other people's lists yeah. whenever I'm making these lists. So I'll do Same like here. a Same. best dumb comedy, throw it into Google. Yeah, let's let's yeah. let it rip or whatever. Same. Every list had like super bad on there. And I'm like, no, 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 that movie's about something. Like there, there, there is a through line. Same. It's a coming of age comedy. Like, I agree. That is not that would not it's, be it's similar to um forgetting Star Marshall. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. That, There's a it's a line very there. funny movie, but yeah. it is about somebody going through something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is yeah. something to take away from that movie. Right. I'm not saying like it's going to change your life, but like you can take something away and be like, oh yeah, he ended up being a good guy after all, or whatever, <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. movies I picked, there is, there is no message to extrapolate <laughs> right. from this at all, other than like maybe some laughs. You know, right. if this is your type of humor, you know. I fully agree <laughs> with that, but I did set limitations on myself at least. Um, I remove the most obvious ones i removed uh at least i feel the most so dumb and dumber is in our theme and i didn't yeah. that one i didn't I, add that either it's up there for me though it's like it's yeah. number one it would probably be yeah, yeah. It, i mean it's literally called dumb and dumber as well yeah That's, so the lowest hanging fruit. and like and like there is a through line plot in that movie but it's about nothing you don't yeah. take anything out of it <laughs> right. you know like you don't leave and go oh well those two guys they really did whatever right. no, yeah. nothing I, yeah. I think there was a movie we talked about last week or no 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 it was on current gen i know what it was on current gen i talked about my recent rewatch of airplane so i didn't pick that one either because i was like well i just talked about it so um, okay yeah. no slight if anybody picked that obviously if you picked it it's fine uh that because yeah. that it does deserve to be named in this category yeah. Uh, and we're so we're not using dumb as like a pejorative, like a negative thing either. I, I figured either you would pick that or it would get brought up. So I didn't put it on my list because that's yeah. again, that's like the king of dumb yeah. movies. Yeah. If anything, so that's like the I, I, I kind of had a not an obvious choice, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, thing as well going or well, self rule. Hit me with uh, one of yours. Uh, so my first one, and I don't know if you've seen this movie. I think I've pitched it to you before, but it's by Bobcat Goldthwait and it's called Windy City Heat. And it's basically a movie where know. a bunch of people, a bunch of people, it's a movie, it's a real prank caught on film, all right? Okay. About like, and I think Jimmy Kimmel like wrote it or something like that, you know, or or, or something. I, I know he was involved, but they pretty much like get this guy to believe he's the next big up and coming star. And they chronicalize six months of this guy's quote unquote career. And it's about nothing other than making this guy look stupid. And he's outrageous. He's dumb. It'd be like, you know, like making Trump president. Oh, okay. That did happen. So oh, it's, wait, it's, what? But this did too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, 
So it's just like, imagine like the biggest idiot in the entire world thinking that he's like the biggest star in the entire world. And he's ugly, he's not fit, he's no Tom Cruise or anything like that. But like, he's going to be the star of this like new mafia movie called Windy City Heat. And it is absolutely stupid. The things they get this guy to believe that is actually happening is absolutely insane. And I wanted to represent kind of a genre of done movies like Borat and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And this was my Borat pick, if you yeah. will, where it's like a real life, like your candid camera type of situation. Right. That you're, or bad grandpa or jackass or any of that stuff, you know, like that's that, and maybe not all that stuff is dumb comedy, but it's dumb and it's live and it's, uh, there's a real kind of, yeah. uh, prank at the center of it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and this movie's great. And man, if you've never seen this movie or if that doesn't sound familiar, like a pitch, you have to watch this movie. And I if, especially really if you do. like Bobcat Goldthwait, because I mean, I know you've seen God Bless America and like, uh, yeah. And in yeah. other movies he's probably done, like he's he's funny, man. And this movie is absolutely hilarious. Uh, and the links. Unless America is that messed what messed up like one about like it's basically like natural born killers a little bit, but like a little bit, yeah, yeah. But it's a little yeah. darker in humor, and yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did a World's Greatest Dad too with Robin Williams. Oh yeah, I, I don't he's remember fucked, if I he's saw fucked that. Up. Oh, yeah. dude, you have to watch that movie. It's so great. Um, yeah. But yeah, he just like just he's a he's just a fucked up comedy guy. He's yeah. like, I just want to make everyone really uncomfortable. Uh, that <laughs> the plot you describe reminds me of a show that came out on Peacock this year called uh, I've mentioned it to you before. It's called Paul T. Goldman, okay, and it's yeah. it's literally about this really 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 dorky uh, like Jewish writer. And I mentioned the Jewish part because it it's part of his personality. Like he's he's almost like the stereotype that people make fun of, and it's really unfortunate, but. It, it lends itself to his dorkiness in a way. Sure, okay. um, but he has this really incredible story about his uh, his ex-wife being a uh, a prostitute or something like that. Uh, and it's like this really intricate plot. Um, and, and it's a and it's a docu series about the filmmaker making a show out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, but it really is ultimately about the guy, Paul. Uh, Paul T. Goldman is his writer name. I think his real name is like something else. Uh, his last name is something else. Um, but it is about him and ultimately and like he, he's the star he, and he is just such a dork, giggly mm -hmm. and like not no charisma, just such sure, a sure. weird, weird guy in the vein of Nathan Fielder shows, basically. It's, I, and that's that's what uh, I was going to say myself is that like this is a good like this was the testing ground for that type of weird humor, you know, yeah. that, like when you said he heat, that is like it, it, it kind of has vibes of early beta 1990s Nathan Fielder, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to watch it. Of then, the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, Cause everybody's in on the joke, except the guy who they're putting right. the joke on, you know, right. like, and, and, and like throwing gigantic like screeners and like alive events for the movie. And, like, it's just like, they, it's it's the and like I can only imagine that this guy like went off and killed himself or something like that after right. this because like I couldn't even imagine how embarrassing it would feel to it's like that it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode where they like trick Dee into thinking she's like a really big stand up comedian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, by the way, that just popped up in my uh, I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and and they showed the clip of I think it was Charlie Day went on Conan and they were like, hey Conan. Can you just say a line for me really quick into the and they caught this on camera in front of the audience. And he was like, you're really just going to have me say a line and then use it in your show. And they were like, yeah. And <laughs> so he said the line and then they cut to that episode of her being introduced by with Conan's voice. Uh -huh. um, and it's the same. It is genuinely the audio from that show. Uh, oh, I didn't know. That. That's amazing. Say, Ladies and gentlemen, D, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, then, then she comes out and it's like a prank and she's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
it's too good. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's really mean spirited. So like, I, I could see some people like watching it being like, that just was awkward yeah, and weird and stuff yeah. like that. But like, it's very funny. To and that's the thing that. that puts me off nowadays to some jackass movies where I'm like, don't be mean to your friends that have phobias. Like, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. Whereas right, some of right. the other, that, stuff no wonder just... you are all doing drugs for so long. You're <laughs> right. scaring the shit out of each other, you know. <laughs> like if if I were in that group of friends and I said, "Dude, I'm deathly afraid of being stabbed to death," they would just be like, "Well, I guess we gotta fake stab them." <laughs> like, just... Or get a or get a knife that's not deep enough to actually hurt you, right. and they just stab, like yeah, you're for real stabbing. Tiny stab. The guy has like a, I think he has a peanut allergy or something, and he's like, "Oh, it didn't work. Maybe I got to do tiny stabs with like." <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, uh, so my pick is the movie that I rewatched. My first pick um, is the movie that I rewatched for this list because I hadn't seen it in like ten years, and that's uh, not another teen movie. Um, I love. I just watched that like maybe six months ago or so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We watch dumb movies at work as an exercise. So. Oh, good. I mean, this yeah, one yeah. deserves to be up there with as uh, one of the dumbest movies ever. Um, it's just good spoof movie, super dumb movie. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Yeah. I came away liking it less this time, but I still really, really like it, and I still rated I... it. It's one of the uh, ones that me and my friends would quote to each other all the time. So, like, while when I watched it, I wasn't like, oh, this really held up. A lot of memories yeah. come attached, you know, with it. So I was still having a pretty good time watching it. But, like, I'm very aware that, like, that type of humor is not even a thing anymore. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. And, like, and like I'm okay with it being dead, too. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not one where I'm like, hey, let's bring back, you know, uh, something, like, old and feels good. Yeah. This is... This is just kind of awkward. Yeah, the, the scary movies. Uh, the scary movies kind of ruined that for everything. Like, because they kept yeah. doing scary, and then they did side movies like Epic Movie and like yeah, Superhero yeah. Movie and stuff. They like were chasing that, that airplane, just... you know, right. dragon, and exactly. uh, the, they spoofed everybody out for sure. But I feel like they peaked at <laughs> Scary Movie Two, and I mean, I get, actually, you know what? I think Three I laughed at a lot. Is that the one with Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it is, I laughed a lot at that one. There are there are some things I did enjoy about that movie, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, you could see it. It was yeah, it was yeah, it was it was, uh, <laughs> it was high highs and really low lows. Yeah, so it was like yeah. oh boy, uh, some of these are really cringe. Um, so I'm I'm not not that I'm cringing a lot during this movie, but there are definitely some things that just didn't I just didn't laugh at. Like younger yeah, me yeah. lost it at this stuff, but now I'm like it's not, it's See, not now funny. I laugh at the stuff that I didn't laugh too hard at. Like I yeah. am laughing really hard this time at like when he turns around and it's like a picture of him and it's like yeah. Yeah. picture reception of that. Like that's the like cuz that's stupid. <laughs> so like dumb. that's my kind of stupid humor. But maybe I didn't appreciate that as much as a kid. Uh, but you know, unless of the poop jokes and and gross makeout jokes in this one, uh, you know, on yeah. this on this watch, I'm like, eh, this doesn't. This is gross. I think humor. doing the Breakfast Club thing was a little <laughs> too played out. That was like the only segment that was like, well, you could have just cut this and referenced more uh, modern movies because they were doing their a good job with referencing She's All That and yeah. Ten Things I Hate About You and there were some other Varsity Blues. They were yep. doing good jobs of referencing movies of that time. So to reference Breakfast Club felt entirely out of place, like even using the same principle and stuff like or the teacher or whatever that uh, from detention. Um, so uh, that felt a little too played there out. Is a, there was a, one scene in there that I still in that scene. There's one line that I, I still say to this day, and it's when that dorky kid turns around and he goes, stop. Yeah, like <laughs> he says I, just I still like, do that to this yeah, day. <laughs> he says it just like Molly Ringwald in Breakfast Club, because that's it's literally what she does is she. Yeah. 
opens their mouth almost as wide as possible to Judd Nelson is like, stop. And he exaggerates it. And it's know, so exaggerated and stupid. And I, I, that's so the only part I like, but I, I agree with everything else. I'm like, well, it, I don't even think I saw breakfast club when I saw that movie for the first yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like that's right. not, that's not a movie that I grew up. I've seen it now, obviously, but it's not a movie I grew up watching. But this, so. One of the dumbest things in the movie is the fact that there's a foreign exchange student and her name is Ariola and she's naked all the time. It's the dumbest yeah, it's joke. Super on the oh my god, dude! It's Incredibly so dumb. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I can't uh, believe she wore the same thing as me, and it's another girl <laughs> naked at a party. Yes. Yeah, she's so mad. Yeah, <laughs> the bitch. <laughs> uh, Sam Levine playing an Asian guy. Um, I that feel like that was yeah. that was. I feel like that joke is kind of actually a little bit ahead of its time because they are making a commentary on uh, switching races with certain actors or having yeah. like yellow face or, or black face or whatever. Like they, they're pretty much making a commentary on that, but I can see much like Tropic Thunder, how people would be like, oh, that's just tasteless or whatever. Like they would just misunderstand. I see that now. Yeah. And it's, and it's a multi, I grew up a white weeb who came to school, yeah. like all like in the Asian culture and stuff like that. So like, there was a little bit, I was like, ah, oh, it's making dumb, fun uh, of dumb kids like me too. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like the kids who come to shirt, white boys who come to, to school wearing those like silk dragon shirts and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, that was real, yeah. So it's like I, I saw, you know. But you're right too. I mean, they were obviously making fun of like e like eons of actors playing like right. Asian roles, like and when they had no business doing so. So yeah, and I love the just the recurring line of she's got glasses and a ponytail. Yeah, and a ponytail. Oh, don't paint? forget the paint color. Don't don't forget the paint color overalls. Is there paint yeah? on her overalls? Oh my god, dude! Like they're just repulsed by it. It's so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And she's like so incredibly hot. Like it's just it's so I stupid know. how like how, how how beautiful this girl. I I don't recognize her from anything. I don't think I've ever seen her anything since then. She's, in, uh, she's been in Supergirl, and that's about it. The show. Oh, um, good friend. Um, I think she was like the best friend of yeah the main character. I think she was the best friend of Supergirl. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's uh, she's but she she's uh, does the role really well. A lot a lot of comedies asked out of her, like physical oh, yeah. comedy and stuff and like that. Her so. running away is oh so yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you or no, they didn't do that out of no. Never mind. I'm thinking a scary movie where they had uh uh, a Anna Ferris run away like Sydney does in the first Scream movie. Yeah. Do you remember that scene in Scream where she like? She's like, I'll see you at the party. And she runs away really weird. Yeah, like, no, but they, they do an exaggerated version of that. It's funny. like, Because that's she, the type of stuff I see in movies. So when yeah. my movie picks up on that and turns it into a joke, I'm like, oh, we're all speaking the same comedy. Yeah, exactly. Language, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I had so many quotes up here. And I love uh, the guy, the hacky sack guy from Community. Um, I love him in this, too. Oh, Van. Yeah, um, Van. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's just the he, first thing I've ever saw him in before he went on to here. do other things. He's just things, such yeah. a smarmy shit, and yeah. I love the whole uh, fake confession to to J I think her name's Janie. Yeah, when he's like just you know whispering. I'm, I'm, I'm pretending to whisper in your ear, but yeah. really I'm not really saying anything. But he's gonna think I'm revealing something. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> just confirming everything. I just whispered in your ear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, so and Chris Evans is just. He needs to do more comedy stuff because any so he brought he brought so much comedy from uh, in Ni into Knives Out that made me go, why does he do this more? You know, well, and uh, Scott Pilgrim too. Did Shum yeah. shows up and slays that comedy role. You know, right. like yeah, he's he's born for that making laughs, man. Oh, for sure. Um, I just said he became Captain America, kind of a big whoopsie daisy for his career. You know what I mean? I know that it's a shame that didn't play out well for him. Yeah, <laughs> I was really rooting for him. Um, yeah. Anyway, what's another one of yours? <laughs> Uh, so next one of mine, and may, I don't, I don't know, maybe this is on yours, maybe it's not. Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, it's not on mine. 
unfortunately. Right. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I brought it up. Then uh, this yeah. is like the dumbest movie in the entire yeah. world. Um, it's another movie that's literally about nothing, and uh, uh, it fits your criteria of when you hear like a character say something, you're like, what? Uh, yeah, infinite <laughs> amount of those in this movie, uh, and it's a real who's who of uh, of comedic actors and stuff like that. Everybody in this movie is a gigantic famous person now. Yeah, um, whereas Bradley like maybe Cooper. at this time, yeah, yeah probably the biggest yeah, one, yeah. probably yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy this movie, and I miss, uh, you know, I miss uh, some of the people that you know didn't stick around for so long. Your Michael Shaw Walters and your uh, My- Michael Ian Blacks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I wish that they, you know, we, yeah, they're around, you know. Yeah, but like, Shaw Walters yeah. doing really well in the uh, in the directing game for sure. Yes, uh, he is. Yeah, directing a lot of very interesting rom coms that like have a different, like a different voice to them or something. Like they just, I don't know, they just feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, the only reason I didn't include Wet Hot American Summer in mine, because I did consider it, was uh, I thought the uh, the prequel series, and I think they did another series, too, after that, right? They did, yeah. Were so leagues dumber. Like, they were, like... They, they were, they yeah. capitalized on the dumb even more. Uh, I, I, Not that I liked it more, but it was just, like... I don't know. Some guy has sex with a can of something in, in the prequel. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, right. it's, it, that's kind of the level we're, we're of comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, like John Benjamin, I think is in the uh, is in the series. I don't know if he's in yeah. the movie, but uh, yeah. Can. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's so good. Uh, I um I I I really like. It's been a while since I've gone back to it, but I did watch it whenever the series were coming back out. And oh, that's yeah. another good example. If you want more of that, there's two seasons of just like super dumber comedy of that nature. Uh, the ongoing joke being like only a day has passed, but they're all like. 40 years older yes. you know? yeah, like, and it's a prequel so yeah stupid. and it's a prequel so they're supposed to be younger <laughs> and it's just it's it's so it's there's no explanation for it at all you know um and they just lean into it it's super funny um well, yeah i just really like that movie it's a good time too and since you're on the topic of a david wayne movie i did pick a david, david wayne, wayne movie. thank you yeah uh he's the director of wet hot american summer he also did did he do role models? I think he did role models too. Did he? That, oh, well, I didn't know. To me, that didn't qualify as dumb though, because that movie is yeah, trying to say something. Yeah, there is something going on in that movie. Yeah. Um, but I ended up going with, and I, this is the one I feel is a little underrated. It's uh, they came together. This is a uh, it's a rom com spoof movie, uh, written by I've David. Always Wade. wanted to. I've always wanted to see and, this. This has been oh, in my queue so forever. Funny. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's written by David Wayne and Michael Showalter. D- David Wayne directs it. Um, yeah, he did do role models. I double checked that. And, and, of course, Medical Police and Children's Hospital, both of which I've really loved. I love yeah, Children's um, Hospital. Good stuff. Medical Police was basically Children's Hospital, but, like, with the same actors. I saw it. Yeah, yeah saw it's it. so funny. Uh, but the cast here is kind of absurd. Um, it's Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Bill Hader, Ellie Kemper, Kobe Smulders, Jason Mansukis, Michael Ian Black. I mean, it's all the regular players and then some. Randall Park, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Maloney. Chris Maloney, I think, in this movie has a great um, has a great bit where he shit his pants uh at a party <laughs> and then he changed his clothes like it's a halloween party i think he dresses as a superhero so he shits his pants and then when he comes out of the bathroom he's in a bathrobe okay and uh there's actually still shit on his leg but he doesn't see it <laughs> but <laughs> so he comes out acting all casual like yeah i just felt like changing costumes and then somebody else goes in the bathroom and goes why is there a shit covered superhero suit and like it's so funny and he's like he's looking around like huh I don't know. Did anybody? Did anybody else? You know, <laughs> he's acting all casual about it. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, 
Yeah, it's the the level of dominant is is probably more so than Wet Hot American Summer and Role Models just doesn't really have a lot of dumb humor in it. It's just very funny. Yeah, it's just um, funny. from because of the situations pretty much. Um but there's like questions in it like uh questions, quotes in it like uh um hey, can I ask you a question? How do you sleep at night? And Paul Rudd's like, I usually jerk off and sleep pretty soundly. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, there's also a part where Paul Rudd's character, after having a falling out with, I think, Amy Poehler, um, goes to a bar and he uh, he's sitting there having a drink and he orders a, he orders another one from the bartender. And he's like, give me another one, man. Make it a double. And the bartender's like, you look like you had a bad day. And Joel, uh, that's his character's name, is Joel. And he goes, tell me about it. Bartender goes, well, you came in here looking like crap and you haven't said very much. And he goes, well, you can say that again. Well, you came in here looking like crap and you haven't said very much. And so it's just, they do this for like five minutes. They're going back and forth of like, tell me about it. Came in here looking like crap and you haven't said very much. Like, they're just, it's so dumb. I um, love comedy that overstays its welcome. That's, yes. That's, it's, that's it's, some of my favorite flavor. That, yeah. like, that like sticks around to the point where you're not laughing again yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you, you calm down and then you come back around and start. Yeah, laughing. yeah, it's funny again. Yeah, but uh, it's over. <laughs> they do it again with. Um, so the way that the story is playing out is Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler are at dinner mm-hmm. with Bill Hader and Ellie Kemper. It's a double date, and they're explaining their story about how they met and stuff. Um, so the, one of my favorite bits was the thing that they always do in rom coms, where the lead character will consult with a family member or a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, about their situation, about their love life, and after they have they finish talking to each other and having a heart to heart. They, uh, they stop the other person from walking out of the room and go, Hey, thanks. So they did that in this movie. Max Greenfield plays Paul Rudd's brother. Uh-huh. They did that in this movie, like six times they, where they were uh, like, they were like, Hey, wait, wait, hold on. Thanks. thanks. Oh, I, I, God, that's like, my, that's my shit. That's very much out. my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they kept doing that, uh, and it's Paul, it's, it's supposed to be clear that Paul Rudd is telling this part of the story. Mm. They cut to the dinner scene, and Bill Hader's just got this serious look in his face, like, "How dare you, <laughs> like, tell this part of the story in that way?" Like, "Hey, thanks," and he's just like, just stone faced, like, pissed off, like, <laughs> "Please stop with the hey, thanks." Yeah, uh, yeah. Such a funny cutting gag. Um, but yeah, it's it's that type of dumb humor where it's just repetitive. And I can see why that might not click with some people, but it's yeah, comedy subjective. Yeah, it's gonna work, man. <laughs> um, yeah, you're totally man. You were totally gonna like this movie. All right, yeah, I put it down I've, on my I've list of shame, so that means I'll get to it quick. I've already seen it a few times for sure. It's on uh, Netflix, isn't it? I think it was on Netflix. For a I, while. I, had to, uh, I ended up just buying it because I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, okay, uh, all right. But uh, I do recall at the time that it came out. I think I was working. I think I recall where I was working, and I talked about movies all the time with my coworkers. And when I brought this one up, they were always like, dude, I can't believe you recommended that movie to me. Like, they hated this movie so much. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> man, it's a hard one. Because, like, I it know is. when I'm watching a weird comedy or a dumb right. comedy, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm reluctant to, like, sing praises from the mountaintops. Yeah. Uh, but if, like, I'm close to you and I kind of know what kind of humor you're into, like, I'll, I'll I'll pitch you a Wayne movie all day, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that, that is not a, that's not something I'd be like, hey, mom, sit down and you know yeah, watch exactly. this movie i yeah, just it, it's lost on certain generations i think and... i could pretty much at this point only recommend this to you and maybe our mutual friend who we used to podcast with jd yeah um just because i know you guys have a, share a lot of the same senses senses of humor and stuff for sure uh but yeah what's another one of yours 
Uh, my next one is a little movie called Black Dynamite. Um, this is Michael Jai White. How have I not seen this one still? That's so crazy. Have you not seen this movie? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Another, uh, another movie that you can't help me quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, this, this is like a, a spoof on black exploitation, shaft like movies and stuff like that, as I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, but it is absolutely dumb in every sense of the word. It's, uh, you know, racially charged because it's supposed to be, uh, right. uh, but it's uh, using lots of stereotypes, especially when depicting like Chinese people and stuff like that. Uh, but it's super funny. Michael Jai White has such a knack for amazing humor. And I remember this being a movie that didn't come out immediately. It couldn't get a distributor. So it would come to like your town and there would be like one screening of it one night. And like if you just missed it, you were probably never going to see it again until it got like a DVD release when it finally it finally after at the end of the tour, this movie was like a cult classic and everybody loved it. So then it got distribution and everything like that. So like it's just yeah, one of, I've seen it brought up very frequently in terms of like best comedies in general. Like it's people super really funny, love this man. movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's super funny and it, and it's just it's outrageous, ridiculous humor. Uh, it's like stupid stuff where like he's always like straight face, like Black Dynamite. It's really really like you know straight face stoic hero or whatever. And like someone will tell him to smile and he's just like I am smiling. And he's just totally not smiling. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... And the way he delivers so it, it's just so absolutely stupid. Uh, it, it's great, you know? And there, there's another scene where it gets me every single time. And I won't, I won't go into, into detail because I think it's funnier if you actually witness it. But, like, he he's at, at the end of the movie and uh, he is figuring out some way to, uh, you know, take down the main boss or whatever. And he, like, has an idea and he comes in and breaks into, like, the room where the bad guy is, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, a boomerang comes in and, like, hits the guy in the head, and he's like, ha! I threw that shit before I came in the room! You know, like, <laughs> and, like, you never see him do it. Like, it's just so random and so dumb, and, like, that's this whole thing, and, like, even the fight scenes oh, are like man. super corny and dumb, like, the way he's, like, you know, throwing yeah. people, and, like, this guy's, like, a real martial artist, so it's, like, you could have gotten this guy to do good fight scenes, but that's not the vibe of this movie, you know? Right. Like, it's supposed to be corny and dumb, and uh, a throwback to a, a time where uh, movies were shot in a particular way, and uh, it, the, the full lean into it, and the amount of like recognizable faces. Um, or he goes to talk to the local leaders of the community or whatever, and like he's talking about like, hey, you know, we got to stop selling drugs in the community, and they're like, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community, and he's like, yeah, but like, I mean, the other people, you know, <laughs> like, we got to stop them from selling drugs. You know? like, and it's just stupid. Oh, I love this movie so much. And uh, I don't know where you can watch it these days. It might be on Netflix or Hulu or something sure like I've that. I'm pretty I've seen it at one point like, on Maybe HBO picked up the rights because I know the cartoon was on Adult Swim. So there might be some sort of, yeah, yeah. Might be some sort of like partnership there. But it, it is so worth uh, the... It looks like it's on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody right. really go out and, and this is like a this is this oh is, that's the show sorry that's the show this talking. is like the most accessible dumb movie I think I have on my list too like this is the most accessible I would say in terms um, of like oh I could probably I could I could reach out further outside of my net to mm -hmm. to recommend this to uh, to many uh, other people but uh, man, great it, movie I'm adding it to my queue it is on Amazon Prime right now yeah. Amazon Prime okay yep uh, if you got a Prime membership you can totally stream it for freezies. Um, so, uh, yeah, my next one is, let's see, I went very white with mine and I feel very bad now. Uh, <laughs> don't make it seem like it was. I'm going to go with the, uh, <laughs> Adam McKay movie since you talked about Talladega Nights. I'm going to go with Step Brothers. Um, this, it was, yeah, this is, I almost made it. Yeah. This is unequivocally a stupid movie. Like there is yeah. no, 
Yes, it's a, it is about two step grown ass men trying to become brothers in a step sense, obviously. But why? Why they're forty? Who cares? Like, why yeah. do that? The uh, stakes are unnecessarily high. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's part of the humor. Is like we're going to treat this like an epic, even though it is incredibly stupid. Uh, yeah, like uh, like the Catalina wine mixer is just so. St- Insane. Well, like everyone's, it's a it's it a scene not, where everyone in the scene is moved, but you as a viewer is like, this is the dumbest thing in the entire yeah. world. Just the yeah. song that's going on, him singing, and John C. Riley singing "Boats and Hoes" in the background. You yeah. know, everyone's tearing up in the. It's so stupid. The fucking the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's so dumb. <laughs> and I just love the the quotes that I get from it. Yeah. All the time, like that, that I take away from it all the time, and like might say often is, uh, I. I think there's a part in the car where Will Ferrell's talking to his mom and he's in the back seat. Again, another element of humor that you're like, why is he in the back? Seat? back? Yeah. <laughs> he's a grown ass adult. <laughs> um, where, where he's explaining that uh, he, he'll never call Richard Jenkins dad, you know, his, his character. I'll yeah. never call him dad. Not even if there's a fire. So I say that not even if there's a fire thing all the time now because sure. of that movie. Because it yeah. makes no sense. I yeah, just love yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I, I love the line where uh, the, the exchange between John C. Riley and Richard Jenkins, and he's like, "What if she starts getting the hots for me?" Right? Yeah. She sees me coming out of the shower. She's looking at my body. She sees my chest pubes all the way to my ball, my, bro. My chest pubes all the way to my ball, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Richard Jenkins, in his classic way that he does it, just goes, "Well, you shut the fuck up." Yeah. <laughs> I like when he's like, well, that's never going to happen. And he's like, well, and then she says, well, I've already had the old bull. Why don't I take the young calf? (laughs) Would you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Oh, it's too good. Did you touch my drum set exchange? It's just iconic. Uh, That has bled over into social media, too. Sometimes I'll scroll through TikTok and people will share screenshots of them uh, matching with somebody on Tinder. And they'll literally just be reciting the did you touch, touch my drum set exchange. Like word for word, it's uh-huh. it's the scene um, with a complete stranger, and that's like how you know who passes the vibe check. Basically, is like yeah. who who can quote that verbatim. Uh, I thought that was really funny too. Uh, and then the um, Adam Scott's entire existence in the movie is just so Adam ridiculous. Scott is such a good heel in this movie. Yeah, it's it's too good. Yeah, I love them singing "Sweet Child of Mine" and and when oh, it's so when good. Uh, by the way, this was when for me this was when Catherine Hahn first showed. Yeah, up. this is my first Catherine Hahn you know? movie too. Um, and when she starts singing and he's like, God, you were just flat, flat, flat. yeah, flat. Look at your face. You look so dumb, right? Like, it's just yeah, so funny yeah. how he's saying that. $500 a week on singing lessons. And this is what I get <laughs> flat. <laughs> and then the sex scene with her and John C. Riley and how she's basically like, I, she's like, she's standing up doing it with him. And he's like, yeah. how are you doing? In his voice that our friend JD can do. How are you doing this? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> And then she's she's like stay golden pony boy and slaps him on the ass while she goes to the urinal. <laughs> she pees the urinal. Yeah, she like hikes her leg up or whatever. Oh my god, it's so good. And like looking back on that and I, and just knowing how these movies are shot, I'm like that had some of that had to have been like improv by her, you know? In the because moment, in the moment, yeah, yeah, in the moment, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was definitely the, the, if you watch any any behind the scenes on Adam McKay features like the other guys and stuff like that, uh, he's constantly in the back in the middle of a scene. He'll constantly be like cut. All right, say this or try this. He'll just shout suggestions that don't even exist on the page at all. Uh-huh. So like, it's just like most of it's coming from him, and he's just a comedic genius in that way uh-huh. uh, with dumb comedy. Um, 
And I feel like that's it's a little bit of both. Like Catherine sure. is also doing an improv thing, and Adam McKay is suggesting. Sure, they're they're it's a it's a yeah. it's a, it's a cold marriage of comedic talent. Yes, yeah. it's um, a great marriage. And honey, Dane Cook, twenty minutes, HBO. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah, love that. <laughs> <laughs> and her just infatuation with John C. Riley's character. And that was so around funny. the time I remember that joke coming. Uh, that hearing that joke for the first time. <laughs> I actually avoided this movie for a while, and I don't know why. I, I hated it. this movie the first time I saw it. Hated oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, people are like, dude, come on, man. And I love Will Ferrell. I'm not, like, some, like, tryhard or whatever like that. I just didn't like the movie. Yeah. Literally, the second time I watched it, I've never laughed harder. And I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of mood yeah. was I in when I... <laughs> yeah, And it wasn't, like, years later. I it was, remember... like... It was like months very, later when it hit DVD, you know. I saw I it in theaters, very, hated it, months very later came out. Watching it for the first time. It was again on home video like like your example. And mm -hmm. we were in I was with my family and I think it was like Christmas Eve or something. And I think it was my brother's suggestion. He's like, dude, how have you not seen this? You know, like yeah. you know, I know you love Anchorman and you watched that. I still watched Anchorman religiously by this point. Sure. Um, he's like, he knew the types of type of movies that I, the comedy movies that I watched. So we watched it and I'd never seen my sister-in-law laugh so hard at a yeah. movie in my life. That was her first time seeing it and she was just losing it. Um, and if anybody knew my sister-in-law, you'd be like, what, hurt really? Like, yeah. uh, yeah. even I, I'm like, hurt? hurt? Yeah. She's like, she's just a little, she's just, a, she keeps that stuff kind of reserved. Like those type of feelings are a little reserved uh, sometimes yeah. during movies at least. Uh, but she was just losing it. And uh, I remember that was just such a fun experience. My dad was losing it, too. And like, sure. Yeah, yeah dude, that movie is just so colossally stupid on every front um, from them getting beat up by kids, making be forced to lick the dog poop and like everything. It's just so dumb. I love it. Uh, what's another one of yours? Uh, so my uh, second one, I, I don't even know if these are in like a true order, but I'm kind of doing that on the fly. Uh, it is uh, Team America. World yes, Police. we 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 name dropped that one. I don't know if we were recording or not, but we were discussing <laughs> what list should we do. Oh, Team America would fit there, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might have been the inset, and like I couldn't get this one off my list. You know, I, at some points I was like, "What? I want to put South Park bigger, larger, uncut on there because like that fits or whatever." But like, and not there's an emotional resonance, but like South Park is always about something. Like it's yeah. always like making a it's always a message about something maybe it's not a good message or right but it, you know but like there's a message there so but like Team america also, i will oh, say uh south park that movie uh is oscar nominated so I mean, it is yeah so it's, it's hard to be just yeah and it's got it won a grammy movie. too it won a grammy yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so like yeah, yeah it just it, 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 i had to omit it even though that movie that movie is plenty dumb you know uh they have a whole song called Uncle Fucker, and it's just shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Yeah. And it's that for like five minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, it's so dumb. Uh, but I had to do Team America because this movie is literally stupid. Uh, it's 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 just puppets. <laughs> like you could tell I I heard that the the shooting of this was like a nightmare or whatever, but like you could tell they were having a lot of fun with it. And, like, I, I know just in the writer rooms, they're like, yeah. And then, like, when they have to epically run at each other, we'll just, like, bob them. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's, like, even their movements get really stupid. Like, whenever, like, big serious fights or moments are about to happen. And, like, just the dumb, like... <laughs> I love, like, that I love look on the, their faces, uh, like when they're delivering lines. When, just... uh, when the main guy goes under undercover uh, with yeah. the terrorists or whatever, and he's like, the emergency signal is to open your mouth and flail your arms. Yeah. About. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> and that's and then he does it later, and the guy's like, that asshole's mocking us, you know. <laughs> Quick, get him! And they're shooting at him harder, you know. <laughs> oh man! And then of course we've mentioned before the iconic vomiting scene and how the music yeah. 
slows and then it swells back up again as he starts to projectile yeah. vomit again. That and, that's the kind of like overstaying humor that is. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love that. Same thing with the sex scene. Way too long, but so, so long. And if you're watching the director's yeah. cut, even longer, grosser. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's funny is like they put in they, they they do this all the time when they test the sensors and stuff uh, on South Park too. They'll make the worst version of a joke possible. What and then and then yeah and then when the network says or the studio says uh pump the brakes you need to like make this a little less nc-17 a little more r they go cool that's what we wanted anyway like i mean that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they always they have their real one like behind the trojan gate yeah. of like uh <laughs> yeah. just a fake outlandish one which is right. genius and they're getting away with it for years and that's what they did with the sex scene they added so much ludicrous crap in the, yep. in the director's cut and they knew it was going to get cut but they were yeah. like well, yeah. but it's, it way, it's so. just as ridiculous in the theater or whatever yeah. version you watch, you know, it's just it's just extra, you know, uh, with with the director's cut. And there's a, there's, there's a lot of great lines, you know, it, what, what precedes that particular scene where he's, if you promise me you'll never die, I'll have sex with you. And, <laughs> and he like grabs her and like turns it around. And he goes, I promise I will never die. And the way that he delivers it is so like, so stupid. <laughs> It's I great. I forgot man. about that. Uh, I oh, will never die. Another um, another core memory for me of that movie is uh, from the first time I saw it, and I think I was still at Blockbuster at the time this came out, um, mm-hmm. so it was a free rental for me. Uh, but from the first time I saw it, the main thing that stuck out to me, other than the vomiting scene and the sex scene, was the Pearl Harbor sucked and I miss you song. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pearl Harbor sucked, but not as... Pearl Harbor has nothing to do with the monster. Yeah, no, they're just all. taking a jab at a Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. And I'm so here for it. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, at the very end, the whole, like, uh, the whole, like, uh, if you want to call it message of the movie is that, like, sometimes assholes need to be fucked by dicks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's just this big, like, metaphor for, like, people keeping each other in check or whatever. Right. And it's so... It's the only way the South Park dudes could, like, explain that or do that, you know? Um, And just, like, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin being, like, a a major heel villain in that. Very uh, topical today, I guess. Everyone sees him as a pretty villainous guy. So uh, that's pretty funny. And just uh, just all the, like, uh, at the very end when, like, all the other, like, actors come up and just the way that they're represented is just so funny. And uh, I always remember the uh, Matt Damon, which I know everyone quotes that or whatever, but the story behind that is just so funny where... Like they made that just to be Matt Damon, and then like someone on set was like, "Yeah, it looked like Matt Damon if he had Down syndrome." And like the guys were like, "He's got Down syndrome in this," so like <laughs> no, that's why he does. Like no. it, it was, it was just because like the way they made him, he kind of looked like he had Down syndrome. So like yeah. that's they kind of play up that joke uh, with the way that he talks or whatever. Um, Who was it that got so mad that they actually like wrote a letter or called them and and gave him a piece? Of their- I think it might have been Alec Baldwin who was like legit heated. Yeah, it could have been. That seems yeah. like something he'd get heated about. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to not say an off-color joke about Alec Baldwin's current situation related to that. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pump the brakes and I'll not do that. Uh, yeah. We're not here to do that. Yeah. yeah. Cool your chats or your gun barrels, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. That one slipped. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it slipped. That, that felt like a genuine slip, actually. But I think it was him and Matt Damon, of course, was upset, but not like in a outwardly sense. I think he told his publicist what yeah, got around that he was mad. But like yeah, years Alex later, he's like, I really don't care. You know, yeah. but like I remember yeah. like that got around too. Yeah. Uh, the movie is like, it's so dumb. Like, it's just like South Park. Like, how could you get mad at it? 
Yeah. Like I know, but like it's, it'd be like Barbara Streisand getting mad at like her mech, which she right. did at her mecha Streisand stuff or whatever. Like you look dumb. Like because obviously nobody yeah. sees you as a giant mechanized robot. You know, like it just. <laughs> right. So like you know, so I I feel like people like there was a long time where people just weren't like being mad at South Park, and then yeah, all of a sudden like Alec Baldwin was just like, oh, I'm upset that they made fun of me. I'm like, yeah. they made fun of you a lot. Like you're yeah. the butt of their jokes often, actually. Well, there was a, also a um, an instance where oh, God, that reminds me of something else that somebody got. I don't know if somebody got mad at them about it. Now see, it was on the tip of my brain, and then on the tip, on the tip of the the tongue of the it, brain, and, and then I assume it exited through my ears because it's not coming through my mouth. That's for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I, really I have movie. I got to yeah, make an annual watch, honestly, because really that's a good funny. annual watch. Uh, yeah. Even like when like they lose and they play like the America Fuck Yeah song, but like somberly. Oh uh, yeah, it cracks me up every single time. It's like America, fuck yeah. It's like harmonized too. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like just really down tempo yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's stupid. <laughs> I have to go with an equally dumb movie that has just as many explosions, but it is live action. Um, and this is one that I, probably the only movie I ironically rated five stars. It's probably closer to four on Letterboxd, uh, but it's MacGruber. I, I gave it five stars on Letterboxd and just said, you know what? F you guys. It's an overcorrection because this is a poorly rated movie. Like I remember when it came out and reviews were abysmal, it had a horrible turnout at the, at the uh, box office. Uh, and and I watched it like twice in theaters and like five times at home that year. Like, I love this movie so much. It is so colossally stupid from beginning to end. Um, and it's everything I wanted out of an R-rated version of MacGruber. Like, it's, I, I think I've waxed poetic about this movie. I need like, to watch the show. Bit. I still have, and I love the movie. I'm a huge fan. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll like them. Yeah, the, the show capitalizes a lot on the violence for sure. Like, they're like, uh, well, let's get more violent now that we have the budget, not the budget, but the special effects to be able to enforce it and make it look believable. She yeah. rips so many throats in the show. It is so uncomfortable. It's, it's so funny, though. Um, <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne uh, is in the show and he does the sex scene thing. <laughs> in the same kind of tone that McGruber, like Will Forte did the section in the movie, <laughs> where you're like, how did they get Lawrence Fishburne to commit to this? It's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> he's doing like, the, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so Not Morpheus! <laughs> it's easy to forget that he's an actor that can be down for anything. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's whatever the role calls for, he'll go commit to it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I love the movie so much. Uh, Dieter von Kunth is a great villain name. Uh, I remember hearing that for the first time in the movie and me and my dad just lost it. We were like, you can't call a character that. Are you shitting me? <laughs> uh, and then the whole, there was a part where he's walking across the street and a guy almost runs him over and he goes, Hey, fuck you. And then he's like <laughs> reciting the license plate, you know, under his breath. And then that becomes an obsession for him is like the the license plate and like Ryan Phillippe later finds a uh, his diary where it's like just drawings of like disturbing drawings of the license plate and like MacGruber drew himself taking a crap on the car and like uh, later on he finds the car when he's on the phone and he's like destroying it instead of getting on fire and stuff. It's <laughs> Which Ryan Felipe shows up too, you know? Like, Dude, this is a guy yeah. who, like, I, I didn't know he had any of this in him, you know? Right. Me neither. I didn't know he was going to stick celery in his butt and, like, yeah. do the depression tactic. I didn't, that was not what I expected from this movie. <laughs> the sex scene is so funny between yeah, him and, uh, well, both of them. Between him and Kristen Wiig and then the ghost of my Rudolph. That one's probably funnier because they do eventually cut away to the ghost to where you see it from, like, the grave, whatever you call the graveyard workers. I don't, 
Undertaker. Whenever whenever you see it from the graveyard employee's uh, perspective, it's just him humping the midair with his pants down, going, I'm going to fill you up. And there's like nobody. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a great visual. Yeah, I totally remember that. <laughs> but the sex scene with him and Kristen Wiig is uh, apparently they put so a comical amount of sweat in the in the yeah. shot where they're just like just spray bottled to this death to so where Kristen Wiig you can see her put her hands up in the scene because she's trying to get water out of her face like it, it's like the the sweat water is like just pouring down on her and she's like doing this and they left it in the movie because it's just such a funny visual it's too good you gotta even take that out <laughs> yeah and the whole time he's like I'm gonna fill you up and he's making the most uncomfortable porn sounds that you would never want to hear in a porn movie it's so funny <laughs> Oh man, so this this oh, is one man. that I need to put in my manual uh, annual annual, man, annual watch, yeah. Because I, uh, I need to as well, and I need to rewatch the series because when I watched the series first time, it was kind of like I was doing it half the show. I was doing it while I was working. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there were some. I think there were some dumb jokes that I might have missed, and it, sure. it's it's one of those. It is a rewarding thing. Oh, and the way they used wrestlers in the movie. Um, oh yeah, they yeah, cast, yeah. They cast so many WWE wrestlers. Like Chris Jericho had a great exchange with him. Where they were improvising, uh, according to Jericho, they improvised that whole exchange where he's like, uh, where he's like, "You're looking good, you too." And I, I, I love when you joke. And I, you know, and they're they're just like, I don't. There's a quote between them that's really funny, and I can't remember it off the top of my head now, but um, apparently it's improvised. Um, and they use like great Kali and like Mark Henry and like all these wrestlers from that era, uh-huh, and yeah. they all go into a van and blow up and like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the band, the band blows up, and you hear Will Forte go, "Oh no, are you guys okay?" <laughs> They're clearly all dead. <laughs> oh, no, 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 are you okay? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I love this movie so much. Anyway, what's another one of yours? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I absolutely love that movie, and I'm probably gonna go and watch it like either sometime this week for sure because i want to <laughs> yeah. watch the show now but like i want to watch the movie again yeah, first to go refresh. um god it, it that's good uh so i have a uh this is my king of dumb movies it's my number one favorite dumb movie uh in terms of like uh stuff that i quote and everything like that yeah uh and it's hot rod oh wow babe i babe. yeah babe babe wait babe babe, babe. 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 Uh, yeah, this movie is like, so we, we, we've been circling the drain on the same kind of, uh, like uh, Kyle really likes redundant jokes. This is redundant joke, the movie. Yeah. Everything overstays its welcome in like sometimes uncomfortable ways, but like, it's, it's very funny to me and I, I absolutely love it. Uh, even like small little throwaway moments, like when he's going in to fight Ian McShane, his stepdad or whatever. And like him and his like brother. By the way. We got to backtrack. I can't believe they got Ian McShane to do this movie. That's so I crazy. I can't believe he was game to do all this stuff. He shits his pants at the end of this movie. Yes. Um, anyways, like, before he goes in to fight his father to prove that he's a man, like, him and his brother will, like, commiserate or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, ancestors, protect me. May they protect you. And they'll, like, grab each other by the back of the, the neck and, like, put yeah. their heads together. And it's just so stupid. And they do it again at the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, God of War. May your hammer be mighty. And then, like, it... <laughs> and they walk into the room oh, to fight. Oh, man. Uh, and just the cool beans part, you know. Yeah, just cool, like, beans. cool beans. Yeah. You know, that, that 10 minutes of just, like, nonsense right there. Oh, um, and, and I got to shout out, my favorite bit is, because uh, I have a quite a history with the movie Footloose. Um, sure. So, like, I, I saw the movie several times when I got cast to be in the musical in high school. Um, and, and so, like, I've memorized that movie. I recognized 
<laughs> I recognize the hot rod, uh, the scene in Hot Rod where he's doing a dance. Yeah. Directly straight from Footloose, except yeah. there's a part where he falls and he tumbles for like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. That's, that's <laughs> one of my favorite gags in the whole movie. Is he's like, sometimes I go to the woods and I kick dance, my emotions out, you know, yes. and like he goes direct, out there straight up from and Footloose. It's he just takes Footloose. he just yeah. takes a stumble and never stops falling. And I know you probably like, yeah, I've seen that joke before. This is the best version of that joke. <laughs> I promise like, you, it's the best version of that joke. Yeah. And it's clearly like a dummy being like. Yeah, yeah. Clearly <laughs> not. Yeah. Like it's a little cut to like him falling off a yeah. cliff, you know? Like it's just, it's so outrageously stupid. Um, uh, and I absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, uh, what, what are some other oh, good and, ones? And oh, and the payoff as well at the end where he's doing the stunt and it clearly goes, it goes as horrible as you'd expect it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that was just like such a brilliant payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't. Like he totally woofs it or whatever. <laughs> I feel like Bill Hader's in this movie. He plays a really weird character, you know. Yeah. He talks about like, what? So what? One of my coworkers gave me acid at work, and that whole scene where he like shoots like the like a uh, piece of metal in his eye or whatever, and has to call like Rod to go pick him up and take him to the hospital. Right. Uh, and then you had Danny McBride, which this might be the first time I, I like at least recognized that I knew who like, you know. I was like, oh, I, this guy's really funny, and yeah, he hauls off. And, I saw him. Now that you mentioned, he it. like hauls off and beats up some guy. He's like, I, I've been drinking Mountain Dew all day, motherfucker. You know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm all jacked up, you know, and he, uh, what does he say? He's like, I, I go to church every Sunday and you're going to bring the devil out of me? And he's just whooping the shit out of this guy. It's just, it's so outrageous. Yeah, this is my hat now. And he puts on the hat. Like, wrong. Oh, um, hat. <laughs> the first movie that, well, one of the first movies that he did uh, that kind of brought him to the centerfold of the comedy uh, landscape was the Foot Fist Way. I've never seen it, but I've heard Foot that movie's awesome. really funny. It's so good, um, yes. And then right after that was Hot Rod. So, like, oh, this oh, wow. movie started He was the lead in Foot Fist Way. That's, way. that's wild, yeah. yeah. He was the lead, yeah. Uh, very good movie. I like that movie quite a bit. I gotta watch it still. I know it's Jody very... Hill did it, and Jody Hill's, like, his writing partner and stuff in a lot of things. Oh, okay. All right. Is that guy who did uh, uh, Ricky Bobby? Not Ricky Bobby. Um, no, he did the um, baseball show. The baseball show. He did. He did. He's founding down vice yeah, Eastbound, thank and you, righteous, yeah. righteous gemstones. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's it. Like he did all the things with Danny. All Park. the things they've done together. Print vice yeah. principles. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like this movie. Me, me and uh, one of my employees of at work, like we quote this movie like every day, and it's like that's it's awesome. just it's just one of those movies that are just like cool infinitely beans, quotable, and it's super cool beans all day, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, even like, I like when, uh, Chris Parnell is like describing like his tattoo. He has a tattoo of like the kid, like on the back of the truck, that's like peeing on something, you know? Uh, but like one's the AM radio and one's the FM. Like, I forget what the explanation is. And why does he have two pee streams? Well, let me tell you why. I like to think he has a, he had sex the night before and has a little bit of residue in his, and it just the links that he goes to to describe this like totally nonsensical, like joke is just so funny. And like everybody's here committing super hard and like, uh, you know, uh, Eliza Fisher, you know, when she was doing comedies and stuff a lot, she was super great in this movie. Uh, there's this she line where great. yeah, I there's now. this line where like she comes back to town and Rod sees her for the first time. And he's like under his breath. He's like, you look pretty. And she's like, what'd you say? And he goes, you you look shitty. And he just runs <laughs> off. <and laughs> <laughs> um, just stupid jokes like up. that. Great cover up. Yeah, Chris, great cover up. Um, yeah. Is that your final one? I I it is, yeah. Started. Okay, so yeah, then my final one is the the one that kind of introduced me to all the dumb movies uh, that I enjoy today, and that's Billy Madison, which I still love. I, I still love, love this movie. I love um, Billy Madison. To date, I'll still watch it and crack up at the do you have any more gum bit. I'll crack up at, uh, <laughs> yeah. at he called the shit poop. Um, <laughs> he called the shit poop. Yeah, like it still kills me. 
so sorry to interrupt. That's Dad, probably my nev- that's probably my first like dumb then, movie I saw too. Uh, the whole penguin thing at the beginning. Yeah, it's too damn hot for a penguin to be penguin walking around. Walk yeah, around so here. Yeah, uh, and then the uh, stop looking at me, Swan, and yeah. uh, and one of my favorite visual gags is him. Going to like very this very distinguished dinner with his family and his dad's at the head of the table and he comes in dressed like Billy because he looks like a dork yeah, um, yeah. and then he comes in he, the way he sips he's yeah, the one he's eating soup, soup. <laughs> and the way he's eating it like a cartoon character compared to everybody else who's just normal yeah. so funny dude such great visual gags and uh, bless uh, what's his name the guy that played uh, the the bad guy um, the actor is so good Bradley Whitford that's his name. Um, they got him before he started doing West Wing and started doing like, you know, uh-huh. all of these distinct, like established roles that were big for him. They got him to do this like Weasley crap and uh, the uh, the scene and where that's he's what playing. I know. Like every yeah. time I see him, even though he's so prestigious of an actor yeah. now, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the bad guy from Billy Madison. Yeah. That's yeah. the bad guy who doesn't know what business ethics are like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Man, uh, am I glad I called that guy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Yeah, and he, like, gives him the thumbs up yeah. after he snipes the guy. The way, he, the way he, like, puts his gun down and soldiers on like he's yeah. in a war zone. Like, yeah, so yeah. Ridiculous. Steve Buscemi, that's an all-time cameo from him. Like, it I really is, yeah. I, I like how he leans back and puts the, like, lipstick on his Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He crosses... Uh, cross crosses his name off the list. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even uh, thought about that. Thanks. Yeah. And then Chris Farley, like yeah. just so knocking good, it out of the park. I mean, that's not a surprise, but what he's asked to do in such a brief role is like one of the most memorable parts of the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Veronica, we got it on, woo wee, and then him, you know, uh, getting hit with a banana and stuff, and like how red in the face he is. Like he's so heated. Um, and then there's a scene where that's the, the only problematic scene to me is when he is uh, going over to talk to Veronica Vaughn uh, and he's he was dared to touch her boob or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's only That's the only problematic scene. And like when he goes, whoops, damn driver's losing his mind or whatever. And she goes, go go back to your seat. I double dog dare you. And because she heard, she heard all of it. Yeah, and he, yeah. Goes, and he goes, I mistake tit. <laughs> I mistake tit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! And then the pee in your pants thing. There's so many great bits in this, this movie. Everything is a bit. Like everything yeah. feels like a bit in this movie. Um, it's um, it's it's excellent. And it's like I know like Adam Sandler's like a joke now and like yada yeah. yada. I don't find him funny these days either. Like I get it, you know. Yeah. But like this was like it, he was king back then. Like this yeah. was like that was the pinnacle of comedy. I know it's stupid to say, but like movies like that and Happy Gilmore and yeah, you start taking a you know fall well, off. Water like, Boy, Wedding Singer. Yeah. Yep. Before, yeah, before we got to the little Nikki territories, we had some good yeah. like Waterboy and Wedding Singer and stuff like that. But yeah, then you start getting a dip in in quality. Mm-hmm. But like we're talking about an era of comedy that he owned, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. this is the dumbest of those movies. Little Nikki probably standing. I think that movie's much yeah. dumber, but not as funny. Even though I like yeah. that movie, I like Big Daddy too. I think I watched that a lot. Big Daddy's got a lot of feels. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. I, that's a, like that's one of those movies where I'm just like, oh man, yeah, an Adam Sandler movie kind of making me cry right now. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it was very. Uh, I'll I'll read visit that feeling again and click so and i think i think that was the first that movie made me cry oh man that maybe yeah movie, i cried movie made me like, cry buckets uh yeah, yeah. i think that big daddy now that we're talking about movies that we might have seen actors in for the first time i think that was the first movie i saw leslie mann in and she's like the bitchy uh best friend's girlfriend or something like that like and they're mm-hmm. always b- yelling at each other or saying horrible things to each other he's always making jokes about her boobs being yeah. offsided or something uh 
yeah, anyway, Billy Madison is definitely, it's a shame to say, for me at least, that he, comedy-wise, might have peaked too soon. But, like, Billy Madison's the pinnacle for me, and then it's Happy Gilmore. Uh, and then it's just kind of like I rank them, like, kind of in order the, the, the way that they came out. Like, Wedding Singer, Waterboy, uh, Big Daddy. Um, and then there's nothing really to sing about with Adam Sandler until Punch Drunk Love. And then, again, there's a long break in between quality movies for him. And we don't get to talk about him again until Uncut Gems. Like, Uncut yeah. Gems! Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> what a weird career for that guy. Um, Big time. But I'm, I'm certainly, I never thought I would say this, thinking back on myself seeing Billy Madison for the first time. But I'm certainly pumped to see his next dramatic work. Yeah, me too. If it's as good as Uncut Gems, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm super yeah. in, you know. So like, I'm, I think I'm, he's working. His next movie is with the Safdie brothers. So I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in, dude. Yeah. I'll see whatever they do uh, together. Lightning yeah. in a bottle may strike twice, or yeah, whatever the exactly. saying is. Whatever, Maybe you yeah. can catch lightning in a bottle twice. <laughs> Maybe a unicorn can. Maybe a unicorn can sprout its wings when it yeah. metamorphosizes into a butterfly. Yeah, I think that's. There you go. I think that's the expression. We nailed yeah. it. So my mom used to tell me. Yep, that's how I. I she would I, say that. She would say that. My mom would say that to me before I go to bed. That's how it put me asleep. It's like a. Uh, my mom still calls me and says that right before I fall asleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting out of hand. All right. Uh, I did have one. I I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it. But this one, I legitimately forgot this movie existed until like halfway through our list or whatever. So I just want to throw it out there. It's a movie that I absolutely adore. I quote all the time, and I think is absolutely stupid. It's Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, imagine a dude um, uh, who's very funny in his own right, taking a Chinese movie uh, from like way back when and like editing it to hell and um, it just being a nightmare, you know, yeah. um, uh, of, of just like bad voices and bad editing. It's, it's, it's funny. It is, it's so bad. It's, it's funny. You know? I have a I have a I have a memory of that one, too, watching it with my dad and my brother and. uh repeatedly actually when we when we all live together and my mom's in the kitchen like at a at one point she's like will you turn that off because she's yeah. so annoyed with everything that is the type of the movie screen. this is is yeah. that like it is the yeah. movie that if it's playing too loud and someone in the other room is not game they're gonna hate you for life uh yes yeah uh and i, I again i had one joke and i still say it to this day anytime anyone mentions gives me hands me i see any kind of apparatus of nuts, I always scream, that's a lot of nuts! <laughs> that's it. That's my whole story. And so. the, way, <laughs> the way that he peaks the volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah? Yeah. That's a lot of nuts! Because I don't think the character said it that way. I think it's him in the editing room raising the volume on it yeah, so it's so distorted. Because the guy, like, he even, like, winces. He's like, uh, because he's screaming so loud. Yeah, and then, like, when he leaves... Nuts. He's like, he calls, he's like, yeah, he just left with nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so dumb. Anyways, the only, I, I've completely... The other one that I would want to mention is, uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie that is not talked about often enough, and it is dumb. And it's the Hudsucker Proxy. I highly recommend that well, movie. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that? It's so no, good, dude. No, I mean, Tim Robbins uh, plays somebody who kind of accidentally his way his way into being the CEO of a toy company um, after uh, the CEO, I think, either jumps or falls out of a window. And that's like up for debate in the movie. Um, but he's kind of like an innocent man child. So like he's coming up with ideas that are like not ideas at all. Like he his main idea in the movie was he he takes a napkin and draws a circle on it. And then shows it to the board of directors and goes, you know, for kids. And they're like, 
what the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> but it's great, dude. It's so good. Uh, maybe not as dumb as Burn After Reading, but it is un- criminally Burn underrated. Burn After Reading is great. I like that movie. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, dude. Brad oh, Pitt my, what a clusterfuck. On, on the, uh, yeah. Brad Pitt just running on the treadmill is just an all-time <laughs> image, dude, for yeah, his career. Yeah. Just We're just air. seeing a smiling face right before he gets his brains blown out, you know? Yeah. That's pretty funny, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, that uh, caught everybody off guard in the theater. I saw it opening weekend with my mom. And uh, I, I hate to get all these memories, uh, but uh, yeah. I saw opening weekend with my mom. And then when the credits rolled, there was a couple behind us. And the girl, um, she had an accent, but I didn't see what she looked. I didn't. I don't know what she looked like at all. Uh-huh. But she just kept saying, that's so stupid. That's so <laughs> stupid. What was she kept saying over and over? That's so stupid, though. <laughs> and her her poor boyfriend slash husband was just like. Just kind of like sighing, like, why did I bring you to this? Like, it kind of, that's what it sounded like. Uh, that's So that's my memory of that movie. But then mm-hmm. I got to enjoy it more over the years, watching it over and over again. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, very funny. Uh, we, we could go, we could literally just make this the main topic of one of our podcast episodes at some point and, and yeah. just go, go a full hour, honestly, because there's so many good ones to talk there's about. There's too many good ones. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's, it's a good list. Started on like the TV, like absurdist comedy era and stuff oh, like yeah. that. that. Like yeah. this dumb comedy, like kind of turned into you know like that yeah. tim and eric or eric andre or just like that weird oh my god eric andre is a yeah good yeah one. like oh, we have god. that stuff now because of these movies that we mentioned today yeah. <laughs> you know they they walk so it could run um Definitely. but yeah dumb comedies woo well i'm gonna i'm gonna look over america's pick five which i'm actually kind of happy with uh <laughs> this this week at the box office uh just to recap not really gonna dwell on much but there have been some movement thank thankfully the number one is not the same this week finally uh, so number five is Puss in Boots, Last Wish. Number four is a, yeah. Number four is a BTS uh, concert movie. Good for them, I guess. They don't have enough success going on, so good for them. Uh, number three no is, Ab- is yeah. believe this or not, believe it or not, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Number three is Avatar: The Way of Water. I've never, I've never been more, no, never been more proud of this country. Wow. Never. Good job, everybody. You moved because, on quicker than before. You know what that means? Number two is eighty for Brady, guys. What is it? <laughs> 80 for Brady. What it's is the, that? It's old ladies going to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's oh, that is. Man. It's like a movie that you watch a trailer of and you go, that's not real. There's no way that's a real movie. No, I don't want to <laughs> even talk about this any longer. <laughs> and then number one is uh, Knock at the Cabin, which I didn't love. It was kind of meh, uh, but but I am glad to see it at number one. Like, I think that's like... really cool. I don't, this is kind of a lesser of two hell situation for me. It's like, yay, Avatar! It's it's finally dead. Oh, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know how great I feel about that, but I do feel better than I did last week. So thank you, thank you. And for I, and this. if it helps, Batista is just easy to root for, and he's the lead. And he is, and he's he and he's so good in that movie too. Like he is definitely the high point of the movie. I know he's getting like a lot of guff right now. I'm like, well, you just want to be Drax after it did so much for him. Like he's allowed to move on. You yeah, know, everybody. Like he's a lot of. He even made the parallel because people don't pay. People really didn't pay attention to him. Some people didn't pay attention to him in his wrestling career. He did the same thing in wrestling. He didn't wrestle forever. He his last match was against Triple H like three or four years ago, and he said it was time to walk away. It's the same thing. Just let him walk away. You you move on sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. whatever. I I like that guy. He's good. I watch like Blade his... Runner. Don't be moved oh, by man, that performance. So Try not oh, to be moved man. by that performance. You've never seen a miracle. Ooh! You've never seen a miracle. Ugh. <clears throat> it hurts. It hurts so yeah. good. All right. Well, that's uh, this week's episode of Current Cinema. Thanks to everybody that 
continues to watch and listen, uh, please subscribe to us in our own separate feed uh, from the Current Gen podcast. And I do mean in the podcast apps. I don't mean on YouTube. On YouTube, we're still going to be where you see us now. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as podcast feeds go, hey, we need to pump up those numbers. Uh, so yeah. I and if you're the commenting type, tell us your favorite dumb movies. Oh, please. Because there are so many. to I'd love to, to hear. I would love to hear that. Yeah, Everyone's sure. got a dumb movie they like, you know. So next week, uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk about Magic Mike. No, we're not going to talk about Magic Mike. Uh, oh, next thank God, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll talk about how good Selma Hayo looks at 50 if you want to, yeah. but like, I'm not talking yeah, about Magic Mike. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Actually, I guess uh, in two weeks from now, we have Ant-Man. Uh, so there's that. Um, yeah. Coming up soon, if, if either one of us can... Uh, I'm going to see that. I'm seeing that opening night by Ooh. myself because uh, who cares, you know? Yeah. L-O, uh, not LOL. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> YOLO and LOL are two different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dragging anybody to that movie on opening night. That's crazy. I'm just going to go by myself. It's, la- it's hassle-free. <laughs> I am I am just so sick to death of the anti-Marvel sentiment that has been growing uh, quite rapidly on social media where people are kind of having this consensus about Marvel fatigue. Like, they're like... I'm just kind of over it. The stakes aren't the same, blah, blah, blah. But yet they all still show up for the next. I was going to say, I'll, okay, I'll see y'all next, in a couple weeks. Like, yeah. y'all will all be there. You, you, know? you always say this after every single movie. Like, Black Panther Wakanda Forever had its time in the sun. You know, people liked it for a couple weeks. And then suddenly they go to, man, what happened to Marvel? Like, they immediately yeah, yeah. That until the next movie. It's I mean, there's like the thing a person's about to win a statue for a performance in that movie. Well, they got yeah. nominated, you know, like, so it's no, you're like, right. No, yeah. you're right. she's going to win. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, you know, like, it's funny how, how quick we forgot about, eh, you know, it wasn't that good. I'm like, well, she's... I mean, I'm not a huge Black Panther movies fan, but mm-hmm. like, it's, it's stupid to be like, so dismissive about I agree. Uh, on the level that people are being. It's not um, just like, uh, apparently she, I think she is still actually the front runner of uh, to win the award. Yes, she is. <sighs> She's the heavily odds-on favorite to win the Best Supporting Actress. And then you have to consider the other category. Like, it's it's going to win costume design for sure. Look at those costumes, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think production design, it's going to win too because uh, their sets that they made are just unreal uh, for Wakanda. So, um, yeah. I think, well, it, I I mean, think it's going to win a few Oscars, actually. This uh, same kind of attitude happened, like, with the Star Wars sequels, too. Everyone hated Last Jedi, but you better oh, believe... Just you better Sorry, believe... Just uh, uh, production design is not nominated whoops anyway go ahead but you better believe rise of the skywalker was like made billions of dollars you know what i mean like yeah yeah. yeah, you know it's like eh, i'm never gonna watch a star wars movie again i'll see you in a year douche no no (laughs) kidding no kidding (laughs) it's actually funny when people talk this big game and you can the proof is in the box office because the top three from last year's box office are i think top gun is still number one thank god uh, and then Avatar, uh, and I'm talking domestically, uh, and then Avatar uh, 2 is number two, and then number three is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Because people showed Starting up with that movies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're so sick of it, stop seeing the movies. Yeah. I'm just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it, you know? Yeah. Because um, if you were I, really I guess sick you can it, be sick of something but still indulge, yeah. but that seems kind of crazy to me. I don't know. I agree, like when I'm I sick, you and when I I'm sick of something, I just stop. There's been plenty of things I'm just like I'm done. Like Walking Dead, I'm sick of this. I'm gonna. I didn't just watch that show for another ten years. Like I walked away. <laughs> like it's like yeah. Person. I mean this. Yeah, you and I have the same outlook on that. Where it's like life's too short. Just don't watch. Like I mean, yeah, if you're yeah, really yeah. gonna go out of your way to complain this much on social media about the state of a thing. Uh, yeah. I think you should stop participating. Like, I mean, that's just right. friendly. You, that thing keeps happening because health. people like you keep yeah. participating. So. Right, right, exactly. If, yeah, I mean, seriously. Nothing like, nothing like a good hate watch, you know what I mean? 
But regardless of all that, I am genuinely excited to see uh, Jonathan Majors on uh, in another movie. Because it's uh, been you, wonderful. you saw Devotion, uh, you know he, he, any, he any role you put him in, he's amazing. I still, my favorite role by him is the cowboy movie from last year. Oh, um, yeah. Harder They Fall, yeah. He's oh, man, so good he's in so that movie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and then he's in Creed 3 and, like, he... Big year for him. Yeah. Ooh, man. He just looks, like, next level good, like, committed to that role. Like, I just... Yeah. I can't wait for that movie, dude. And I'm going to be... For some reason, the Creed movies are... This might be a good list to, to make. The movies that you get unexpectedly emotional at. Because the Creed movies... <laughs> I get so emotional. Unexpectedly emotional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why am I crying at these movies? Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. I've seen boxing movies before, but those movies just make me weak. I don't know why. So oh, I can't yeah. read three, dude. It's it's good stuff. I never saw the second one, so I'll have to go back and watch it. It's that really one. good. It's just there's more cliches in it than you would expect. Um, That's all right. Yeah. I but, don't show up to a, 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 a cliche genre to be like, I want something trailblazing, yeah. you know? Like, Instead of boxing, why don't they golf? You know, why yeah, they yeah, yeah. Why isn't it about MMA? Because that's not the sport the movie's about, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Star Wars Fallen Order, why don't we just get a Dragon Age game? Okay, yeah. I had to go there. That, that's called a crossover joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for those of you that listen, and we'll be back next week. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh,